Feeling the burn or just feeling burned? Musical parody in the contest for the 2016 Democratic nomination. This is Christiana Barnard for Tracks on the Trail. From Renaissance parody masses to Weird Al Yankovic, milk commercials to playground taunts, musical parodies are ubiquitous, cheeky thread of society's musical fabric. The pervasiveness of parody belies the cleverness of the act of parodying a recognizable song. By introducing the creative constraint of reusing pre-existing musical matter, parodies instantly grant a familiar grounding to a listener acquainted with the original tune. The melody and other musical material take on a palumpsist-like quality as they are infused with new, added layers of meaning. Perhaps the greatest example of the inventive powers of parody came about in the American political sphere during the 2004 presidential election, with parody studio Jib Jab's famous reimagining of Woody Guthrie's leftist ode, This Land is Your Land, entitled This Land. This Land is my land. I'm a Texas tiger. You're a liberal wiener. I'm a great crusader. You're a Herman Munster. This land will surely vote for me. In the simple animated music video, opponents John Kerry and George W. Bush attack each other's perceived weaknesses in an attempt to stake their claim on the future presidency. Naturally, jibes regarding class and gender abound as each performs self-aggrandized, archetypically male roles and is mocked in turn for his stupidity in the case of Bush or neutered submissive femininity in the case of Kerry. You can't say nuclear, that really scares me. Sometimes a brain can come in quite handy, but it's not gonna help. Twelve years and three presidential elections later, it should come as little surprise that musical parody continues to be a valuable tool for proponents of this year's presidential hopefuls. Amongst the Democratic Party in particular, parody is proving to be a fertile ground for both supporters and detractors of Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders alike. In this essay, I seek to explore the ways in which musical parodies that attack and praise the Democratic hopefuls contribute to the gendered dialogue surrounding them. Additionally, I will examine the ways in which supporters use parody as a vehicle through which they can perform their own gender in relation to their chosen candidate, thereby encouraging others to join them in their support. As even the most cursory of YouTube searches will reveal, Hillary Clinton has been the target of innumerable parody attack videos, both musical and otherwise, for much of YouTube's existence. Her 2016 presidential bid has served as the inspiration for a profusion of new parodies, including, but certainly not limited to, a reworking of Helen Reddy's I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar, entitled Hillary Clinton's new campaign theme song. I am Rodham, you can say, don't you bring up Benghazi. Our sarcastic love song, sung by a Bill Clinton impersonator, sets the melody of My Girl. And a reimagining of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas, entitled All I Want for Christmas is to be President. In a turn of events that does not surprise, each parody listed here directly attacks Clinton's perceived failure to properly perform femininity. Perhaps this is why, amongst the abundance of parody videos to explore, Tomo News's Emails, Benghazi, and Bill stands out. This offensive and ambitious attack video, created by the American branch of a Taiwanese animation news website, parodies four instantly recognizable songs from a variety of genres and decades. Gloria Gaynor's 1978 disco hit, I Will Survive, Katy Perry's 2013 single, Dark Horse, Jardine's 1981 classic, Don't Stop Believin', 
In Naughty by Nature's 1991 hip-hop smash hit, OPP. Use of such diverse musical material allows the creators to present Clinton in negative yet diverse gendered roles beyond the shrill, tired, nagging wife stereotype that has been used to dismiss and diminish Clinton over the course of her political career. However, in the process, the video reveals many of the sexist mechanisms at play in the discourse surrounding Clinton's candidacy. The video, which features CGI animation of Clinton and others, opens with a brief imagined boxing match between several 2016 presidential contenders, a contest which, notably, Clinton wins after snatching Donald Trump's wig, and then segues into a presumably remembered former match between Clinton and Obama as the I Will Survive-inspired segment begins. I was horrified. I should have won 2008 by a landslide. But then I spent so many... This portion of the medley of parodies features the most predictable gendered imagery as Gaynor's disco classic, which details a woman's process of recovery and empowerment after breaking up with a former lover, is reimagined as Clinton's revenge fantasies about current President Barack Obama. Her age is used for comedic effect as firemen are depicted attempting to control her flaming birthday cake, and Clinton is once more depicted as a power-hungry, neurotic housewife as she measures the drapes in the Oval Office. The next three segments show Clinton in a far less predictable light. In a variation on the usual criticism of Clinton as a power-hungry politician, she is shown as a stand-in for Katy Perry in Dark Horse. This segment riffs on the depiction of Perry in the original music video, as Clinton is portrayed as the desirable, wealthy object of the male gaze, a powerful combination of Cleopatra-like sex icon and evil goddess. The line from the original song, Are you ready for, ready for, a perfect storm, are you ready for, ready for, is changed to, your female lord, are you ready for, ready for, your female lord, as Clinton is shown luxuriously floating across the Nile while being worshipped by slave-like followers. The spectacle continues in the next portion, as the brief Don't Stop Believin' segment, which is sung here as Don't Stop Deceiving, introduces an unusual and graphic image of Clinton. The line, street likes people, from the original song, is changed to sheep like people. Sheep -like people. And as Clinton sings this line, her nose appears to grow to absurd lengths in the style of Pinocchio, cracking through the ceiling of the Capitol building and emerging on the other side where it sodomizes a sheep on the lawn. Intended to provoke revulsion, this image is indicative of how far the creators feel that Clinton has gone to transgress in her role as a woman. Her lies become an artificial phallus, imbued with coercive power. While obviously intended to be a crass attack on the candidate, ultimately, this imagery also serves to reveal the violent phallocentrism of American politics, as non-consensual, male-dominated sexual control is seen as a stand-in for political persuasiveness. This metaphor, while tasteless, is unfortunately fitting for a campaign that's been marked by discussions of a certain GOP frontrunner's hand size in a series of slut and body-shaming exchanges made by Donald Trump and Ted Cruz regarding their respective wives' perceived desirability. Despite the brazen power of this image, ultimately, the creators of the video deprive Clinton even of this backhanded acknowledgement of political control. This act of disempowerment is performed unexpectedly, since at the beginning of the OPP parody, Clinton takes on the powerful mannerisms and characteristics associated with a black male hip-hop performer. Dang it, Bill! How many voters do not care to party systems jacked? Clinton, the candidate perhaps most often mocked for being stiff and uncool, makes a laughable but intriguing hip-hop mogul. Her masculinized confidence takes center stage as she smokes an oversized cigar, leads crowds of white male politicians in call-and-response style singing and dancing, 
and shoots an elephant, clearly intended to represent the GOP. At the end of the segment, however, the imagined camera zooms out and up to reveal hidden marionette strings controlled by a faceless male puppeteer. The space of race and gender-bending freedom created by the satire is abruptly shut down by the suggestion that Clinton, even as an imagined subversive icon of political power, is incapable of being anything other than a pawn in a larger, male-dominated power play. While musical parodies created to attack a candidate are a potent way for voters to share their views on a presidential hopeful, parodies created in honor of specific candidates can often be revealing in other key ways. Bernie Sanders has largely escaped serving as a target of negative attacks thus far, a phenomenon that has been observed by political analysts and is evidenced by the fact that the musical parodies posted on YouTube regarding Sanders are largely positive tribute parodies. The parodies in honor of Sanders are multitudinous and diverse in their approach. As Sanders' campaign has been marked by a flurry of millennial support, grassroots activism, and widespread online activism, the number and range of these tributes is clearly part of a larger pattern reflected of the demographic of young voters that Sanders inspires with his take-no-prisoners rhetoric and commitment to matters such as raising minimum wage and making college education more affordable. Two tributes in particular, All About That Burn, a parody of Meghan Trainor's All About That Bass, and We Will Burn You, a Sanders-themed reimagining of Queen's We Will Rock You, provide a great deal of information about the underlying tensions in the Democratic Party, the gendered traits ascribed to Sanders by his supporters, and the ways in which they are using his visibility to explore their own political and personal identities. All About That Burn, a parody written and performed by Victoria Elena Nones on the Feminist for Bernie YouTube channel, takes on comments made by Madeleine Albright and Gloria Steinem regarding young women who favor Sanders over Clinton. Sarcastically enacting the implication that she's voting for Sanders in order to meet men, Nones vapidly giggles her way through the lyrics and dances in a lightly provocative manner, akin to Trainer's performance in the original music video. I'm just a feminist who's a boy crazy fool. That's why I'll vote for him. That's what I'm gonna do. The young politicos, they make my heart race with all the right unions in all the right places. While the video buys into the assertion that young feminists are boy crazy fools on a surface level, Nones' choice to rewrite all about that base highlights a deeper struggle between an older and younger generation of feminists. Trainer's original song was heavily criticized by feminists, as it appeared to be a body-positive anthem while, in actuality, it upheld sexist beauty standards tied to the male gaze. Nones' cover retains this tension, shifting the conflict from one that pits curvaceous women and the straight men who love them against body-positive feminists, to a battle between second and third wave feminists. By casting a cutout head of Sanders as an object of infatuation throughout the music video, Nones humorously implies that her reasons for choosing Sanders over Clinton are anything but hormonally fueled. While the parody presents itself as a tribute to Sanders, it is clearly intended to function as an exhibit in this debate, suggesting a tongue-in-cheek alternative rationale for voter allegiance in a shifting landscape of diverse feminisms. While All About That Burns satirically depicts Sanders as the political incarnation of a teenage dreamboat, another parody, we Will Burn You takes a radically different approach weekend for Bernie Sanders more than by presenting Sanders as the revolutionary figurehead of a populist uprising. In this video, the parody does not start immediately. Rather, it begins with a montage of Bernie's message and accomplishments set to an upbeat, synthesized soundtrack, ultimately climaxing as Sanders himself proclaims his campaign slogan, Feel the Burn. As Queen's classic, We Will Rock You, is frequently used to create hype at sporting events, this introduction serves as an adrenaline-building stand-in for a more traditional physical contest, befitting the masculinized ode to Sanders that is to follow. Bernie, you're a man. 
making big noise. U.S. senator gonna be our next president. You got Clinton in the race. Big disgrace. Flip flopping all over the place. We will, we will put you. While female supporters of Sanders are shown in the video. The audio component of the parody overwhelmingly features male voices, and the visual component focuses on male supporters. The overall effect of the video is primal, a demand for justice on behalf of the increasingly disenfranchised body of young male voters who came of age during the economic collapse brought on by Reaganomics. This parody succinctly captures what Michael Kimmel describes as a sense of betrayal amongst the white middle and working classes following the collapse of a social contract that ensured that a man could rise as high as his talents and aspirations could take him. Kimmel argues that this collective bitterness has led an older generation of American men to band together in the further reaches of the right wing. Sanders, however, provides a left-wing alternative for a younger demographic, particularly a younger male demographic, fueled by a combination of the discontent for an older generation, a desire for social progress, and youthful indignation. In this parody, rage is verbalized and organized, culminating in a militant allegiance to an unconventional messiah, one who is comfortable enough with his masculinity to declare I love you to a predominantly male audience over the queer soundtrack of Queen, while still virile enough to lead a renegade band of millennials to victory. Ultimately, I believe that these videos, when viewed as part of a larger landscape, reveal one of the underlying social trends in this year's contest for the Democratic presidential nomination the tendency of comedy to reflect larger societal patterns, such as sexism-fueled discomfort with women in positions of political power, even when that comedy is created by supposedly progressive parties. Notably, this issue is hardly exclusive to the musical parody, as evidenced by the online profusion of Sanders-related memes, such as the series of fictionalized campaign posters purportedly comparing Sanders and Clinton's views on popular culture. That being said, Parody is not only being used to perpetuate comedic or dominant and unfortunately problematic mindsets in this year's election. As Sanders' campaign has been widely underrepresented in mainstream media, a phenomenon referred to as the Bernie blackout by the Sanders campaign, his supporters' active presence on social media prevents a way to subvert the trend. Amongst those aged 18 through 29, social media has proven to be the most common way that voters receive election-related news. As easily as parody can be used to reinforce the status quo, it can also be used to rewrite it etching over the surface of that which is assumed with a vibrant new message. This is Christiana Barnard for Tracks on the Trail.